You are listening to Legion Substitute Podcasters, episode 489, Day of Judgment. Welcome to episode 489 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am Fantastic Four Lad. Mm. I started doing You finally saw the movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I, still, I still have yet to see the um, more recent one, um, and I don't know if that's going to change anytime soon. Um, <laughs> but no, I decided I wanted to do a reread of... Uh, of the uh, Lee Kirby run, uh, you know, the oh. first 110 issues. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, it's been several years since I've read it, and I just felt like reading it again. And so I uh, I had picked it out. And it's funny because somehow I'd forgotten how how goofy uh, Namor looked uh, right at the, at the very beginning. Mm. Um, you know, it, it was a very different Jack Kirby at the time. And so uh, so anyway, I, I, I picked that up and I kind of worked my way through the first essential and I'm into the second. And, uh, you know, it's it's just some great comics. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, look, at look at this. We're going to build a whole universe right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's me. That's you. Yeah. Excellent. Hi, everybody. I'm Darren Noel, and I am Fruity Lad tonight because I'm drinking a large adult beverage with uh, fruit juices in it. Tonight you are Fruity Lad. So so I'm kind of pure Rio's <laughs> thing tonight. in a way. Oh, have you got an umbrella? As long as what? you don't have more than six of them. No. Oh, there you go. There you go. Have you got an umbrella in it and some mint leaves? There, there's an umbrella and a cherry. Oh, oh. damn. Oh, damn. You've out Rio's the Rio's. I know. Well... How can you not? Well, there's that. <laughs> well, you'll need tap shoes for that, really. I mean, well, I, I, I can't <laughs> tap. I can clog. I'm in the south. We don't tap. <laughs> oh no, you do. It's just in the restrooms. No, no, we um, call it clogging, baby. We call enough. it clogging. <laughs> fair enough. We do that to drown out the sound of the uh, <laughs> the sheriff when the moonshiners need us to like <laughs> alert them that they're coming. <laughs> just have a dance. <laughs> Oh, boy. Over to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Travis Illisor. I am Skyrim lad. Um, <laughs> I'm not much of a video gamer, and as you can tell, I have just started playing Skyrim, a game that's like seven years old, so I'm trying to catch up with the young kids there, nowadays. Oh, there you go. <laughs> they're, they're on a new game called Destiny now and probably on to something else now. Oh, I'm... <laughs> No, I I, I got to stay at least seven years behind. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, Travis, fair, that's, that's, that's fair. future Travis's problem, those games. Future Don't yeah, you worry about yes. it. It's a long time from now. And I just got to say, I miss instruction booklets. These games come with nothing now. Yeah. yeah. It's like you got to figure it out. They have a tutorial section, and then it's like, okay, have fun. Yeah, or, or yeah. it's like, here's here's the menu thing where it just shows you how to use the controls. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the first the, uh, enemy that came up, I didn't even know how to swing my weapon. I was just like, what am I doing? <laughs> running. You're running at that point because you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, see, ah! we, what you need is to have a kid around to show you how it's done, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, Travis, I wanted to call my nephew. What, this is what YouTube videos are for. <laughs> That's I, right. don't, I, I have looked them up. <laughs> see, there you go. 
<laughs> I just remind, that, that just reminds me of my, my friend's son where he was, uh, um, and it might have actually, might have actually been Skyrim, and uh, and so he was talking about you know this game and uh, and and saying to his dad, you know, Dad, when I'm a YouTuber, I'm gonna I, you know I'm gonna show how uh, how to do this because he says like that's what his kid wants to watch is videos of people playing Skyrim, and um, and so uh, so he's, he's one day he's washing washing the dishes and he can hear his son talking while he's playing the game and he's like he goes in and he's what are you doing and he's like I'm I'm just practicing for when I'm a YouTuber. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, there, there's money in that. You, you know, there, there is money. The, there's Bitcoin some, in them Dar Hills. Yeah, I heard something about someone who's who's you know making uh, you know millions of views uh, of playing with toys. Mm-hmm. Hey, I wouldn't doubt it. Hey, it, it, you know what? It's good work if you can get it. it right? Yes. We need to get money off of reading Legion comics on YouTube or something. I right? Hey. There, there is, we've been over this. There is no money in podcasting. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> unless, unless you can attract advertising. Yes. Yes. And you, know, and, and, you know, even even the owners even of, of the Legion aren't willing to put money into it at this stage. <laughs> no, they're really not. <laughs> All right. Uh, over to you, Michael. All right, I am uh, Michael Grabwa, and today I am rainy days and Sundays always get me down, lad. Um, <laughs> because it's Sunday and it's raining and it's cold, and winter in Houston is uh, mood swings between 70s and 80s one day, and then 40s and 50s with rain the next day, and then uh, a couple days later it'll be warm again. I was wearing shorts yesterday, and I had to wear a jacket today. Uh, Michael, that's the South. Yes, <laughs> I know not, that. That's not Texas. It's just the South. Well, but it I mean. happens to be it happens to be Houston right now. Yeah, there you go. Well, the other the other day in Atlanta, I think it was like forty in the morning, and then by the time we got out of work, it was like eighty two. Oh, it was like oh, sorry. The, I think I think I'm rolling. Jacket. I'm rolling a tear here. No, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying this is the way it is. Like, no, I'm rolling a tear for all y'all. All y'all? All y'all. This is that's, my that's, fault, everyone. I have taught Paul too much Southern over the years we've been friends. I taught him y'all and all y'all. And then, of course, the expletive, fuck all y'all. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's Canadian for you guys. Yes, yes it is. Yes, now it is. Guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah you know, Have, the, Talk hey, to me Polly, can you send us some of that poutine? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Much better than disco fries. I'm just yeah, saying. Disco I'm just fries saying. Rock. All right. Uh, have we got any Legion news? Poutine is disco. Uh, I I have a little bit of Legion olds. No news. Oh, bring the Legion olds. Yes, there is no news, so we'll take the olds. The olds is. Um, on let's see today as you guys listen to this it is february 26th 2018 which means tomorrow february 27th is the 60th anniversary of adventure 247 hitting the newsstands oh my gosh hey that is cool congrats yay and uh we will we will all be celebrating it by uh, eagerly waiting the announcement of maybe, hopefully, a new book one of these days. Maybe. Maybe. 
something, yeah. something. I, I know that uh, Jonathan Hickman was doing some uh, some Legion fan trolling the other day. Oh yeah, uh, where he had his little checklist of what would you like me to see me re- uh, which storylines would you like me to see me do next, and one of them was who killed the Legion of Superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's actually an older tweet. Honestly, it's just been. Oh, was it? Oh, grabbed, okay. Yeah, yeah. Someone got a hold of it, and they're like, "Ooh, look at this!" I'm like, "That's like two months, three months old, I think." So. I think that came out before the announcement of who's going to be working for and such. So. Ah, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Well. Although it, it's still some epic he trolling. Was, he was still trolling Legion fans. <laughs> totally. No question about that, sir. There was some trolling going on. Yeah. Well, Gail Simone was asking about Legionnaires or something on Twitter, wasn't she? Mm. Um, uh, I think so. I know she um, did a thing about which, which female character do you want to see me write? Um, besides the ones that she's written before, and then she revealed that she was going to be working for Marvel on Domino. So, oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, with uh, David Rubin, I think. I mean, it's a nice little tactic to kind of get people interested in what's coming up for you as a project. So, but I think they put that out there knowing what they're going to be doing. You know, not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, not just opening it up because you know they've got pitch meetings to go to and things like that. Yeah, so. exactly. What are they looking? What are the companies looking to buy from me? You know, okay, I can I can do a treatment of that. It gets accepted. So now we've got to drum up support, and that's a wonderful way to do it through Twitter and Facebook uh, feeds. So not exactly. not hating on them at all for doing that because it leads people to go, oh, Jonathan Hickman on Legion, ooh, that'd be cool. You know, or Gail Simone writing Supergirl, ooh, that'd be cool. You know, very or true. Whatnot. Um, uh, although uh, uh, I guess. A couple of weeks ago now, um, Screen Rant uh, posted an article, uh, spec, uh, you know, with their their wish that Legion of Superheroes would replace Legends of Tomorrow. Um, you know, just a, again, just a speculation thing, but it, you know, it was kind of tied to that that past article about Warner Brothers wanting a Legion of Superheroes uh, movie, but but there was some talk about you know. Supergirl has introduced the Legion uh, over a period of time. Season one saw, of course, the Legion flight ring. Uh, we remember seeing it uh, when when Barry Allen uh, crossed over to Earth Two, um, and of course the fact that we've we've seen we've seen the Legion since. And I believe uh, Brainiac has been uh, announced for uh, you know old school Brainiac has been announced to show up in uh, in the show Krypton. Right on sci-fi. Yes. Yeah, and um, and he looks really creepy as well. Oh so. yeah, oh yeah. Well, as you should. He's kind of mm-hmm. a bad oh, totally, guy totally. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so so the you know they they it, it, I mean it, it was a purely speculative um, uh, discussion, but hey, why not? You know, if they're not going to give us anything to uh, <laughs> to go on, all we can do is speculate. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, so, anyway, you know, would 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 that happen? Maybe, maybe not. But maybe, uh, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who can say? But that's as close as we get to any uh, any news stories related to the Legion at, at this stage. Mm-hmm. This is true. But yeah, so uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, uh, 60th anniversary. I can't. I. That's crazy. Absolutely, that's crazy, crazy talk. That that a that a, a a throwaway story like that would still be 
people will still be talking about it 60 years later. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's, uh, I think there's something to be said for that. All right. So we're going to get into, uh, into this issue, but there's a, there's a creative team change. And I think that, that, that deserves um, some acknowledgement uh, because we, um, we, we get a new artist on the book. Um, now, actually, finding anything about the guy is is a challenge, uh, but but so there is that. Um, but uh, we we get we get new penciler Jimmy Janes who will uh, who will be with us through to. You guessed it. The, <laughs> the. Say it. <laughs> Reflecto Saga 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 Saga, saga. and that saga. is because uh, and, and and it's you know when you look at recent activity basically he's in the Steve Ditko omnibus uh, volume two because I think uh, a couple of his issues uh, actually you know that are that are reprinted in that also contained his pencils, um, but um, yeah I, I I don't know anyone have any uh, further information on Jimmy Janes he I, I Not don't re- really. I, I don't remember him anywhere else. Um, I, I hear his name, and I think Jesse James. Does that count? No. I see, I think uh, I think Jimmy James, Stephen Root's character on news radio. So uh, um, there you go. So you know, I don't have as as much uh, information on him, and in fact, I don't even recall if he was interviewed in the um, in the Legion Companion, and and. They didn't leave too many stones unturned there, uh, as far as sort of uh, ongoing. Uh... Oh wait, wait, no, he's in Out there. Out of curiosity, is is this a an alias for someone else? <laughs> uh, like I'm Steve looking... Apollo. You never know, but but no, he is actually. Um, okay. Just making sure, just in, asking the question. In the uh, yeah, okay, so. Um, oh. as, as the 80s dawned, the Legion found that without two key elements, Superboy and a regular penciler, Jimmy, um, enter Jimmy Janes for close, uh, for close to two years. Janes provided the Legion with some much needed stability as the penciler on both the regular title and the Secrets of the Legion miniseries. Oh, there we go. Yeah. For many Legion fans in their, in their third decade, uh, Janes was the artist who introduced them to the Legion. Uh, and so this is a, so yeah, there is an interview. He, he's, uh, he was born in New York in July, on July 17th, 1947, and was a big fan of Jack Kirby. And you can kind of tell that because he has that sort of blockier, um, figure drawing. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, he was, uh, he was a big fan of tales of suspense and astonishing tales, and then when he was about 10 years old, he decided he wanted to be an artist. And um, so his, his first big break uh, was at Warren Publications doing horror stuff for Creepy and Eerie magazines. And then he got in. He had met uh, Joe Orlando at some point, because, of course, remember, uh, Joe Orlando was was also uh, a big fan of the, uh, the the early horror comics and that sort of thing. Um, he said early on I had met Joe Orlando and he laughed when he saw my uh, when he saw my artwork because I had filled up every part of the page with some kind of stipple effect or cross hatching. You know, he was he was ahead of his time. <laughs> mm. um, he says it was just way over the top and he laughed and he told me to go home and basically simplify my stuff. He gave me the regular speech. I had done some sta- some samples. 
and I came back and he loved it. But Joe Orlando was a big inspiration to me. He says, I visited him at his house when he was doing Adam Link. And Joe kind of guided me along. So when I finally did learn how to jaw, uh, Joe was pleasantly surprised. And they were trying to break me in to do Superman. So they put me on the Legion as a starter. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's kind of a, if you can get through this. Yeah, um, trial by fire. Yeah, and uh, and he said it was also a pleasure uh, working with guys like Paul Evans and Jack C. Harris. Um, he says, first thing, actually, that gave they gave me was romance. Uh, Dorothy <laughs> Woodfolk and Vince Coletta. Uh, Vince was inking my stuff at the time. <laughs> uh, then Orlando gave me uh, Legion of Superheroes. I went from there to do some of the horror stuff and some of the sci-fi stuff. Um, so they asked if he was a fan of the Legion, and he wasn't, he wasn't familiar with it. He wasn't a collector of the Legion, but he said, if a friend had one, I'd borrow it. Uh, mm. I, they asked him how much input he had into the stories. He said when he was working with... Uh, Roy Thomas, he would work from a synopsis and plot it out himself, and he liked doing that. So that's when we get to sort of the, the saga era, the Reflecto Saga era stuff. Um, of course, Roy Thomas would come in doing Mar Marvel Method, naturally. Um, mm. And uh, they said, did you ever try to introduce your own characters? And he says, actually, I tried to do that. Early on, they gave me stories, and there was a character in one of the, book, one of the books called Dagon, or Dagon, the Avenger, <laughs> and I got to design his costume, and it was sort of a Jack Kirby-style thing with horns on his helmet. Yeah, no kidding. Mm. Um, he says it was pretty bad, but I had fun doing it. That's the only freedom I had. <laughs> uh, so and you, then they took the freedom away. <laughs> yeah, they, you worked with a, a variety of different anchors during your Legion run. Did you have any favorites? He really enjoyed uh, working with uh, Bruce Patterson, who would have been sort of later on, because it was Patterson who initially who inked uh, Broderick, and then ink the first couple of issues with with Giffen, um, and uh, and yeah, I can see him being a, a good fit for his style. Um, he says, and I met Dave, or he said the other one was Dave Hunt, uh, who of mm. course uh, best known for his his work with Kurt Schaffenberger over on uh, well, I mean for tons of work. Uh, I mean he's just one of those guys. Um, so he talks a little bit about the design of the covers, etc. And then he talks about uh, doing the three issues of um, Secrets of the Legion. And so this is why we got some fill-ins, right? Remember we talked about the, the Dicko stuff coming in? Uh -huh. Because, of course, he was doing like a, another, another miniseries at the same time. Um, anyway, so he said... Um, they said there's a period of time before you took over the book where they had a lot of fill-in artists. Then you came on on board and stayed for almost two years. Did they tell you that they were looking for someone to stay on the title for a while? And he said, yeah, they would have liked me to stay on the title for a while. But what happened was I did three books on The Secrets of the Legion. And besides doing the regular books, alternating with Steve Ditko, I kind of fell behind and I got burned out. I didn't really consider myself a, good, a very good penciler, and I had to work really hard to make the pages what they were. And a lot of time the pages were... I call, I call it taking it down to the lowest common denominator. You put a line <laughs> over it. It was just a line. It wasn't a good line by, uh, by some of the anchors. I won't name names. Uh, but a lot of the stuff uh, just had that flat look to it. And a lot of the detail was left out. I, a lot of the mouths were just uh, like they took a brush and they put a slash across instead of contouring lips and putting in the shadows that I had put in. Uh, some of that was left out. And you can see that, like, they actually show some of his pencils in this. And you can see there's a lot of detail. Um, 
Uh, he says, I'd been, uh, when I'd been working for uh, Warren Publications, a lot of that stuff, <laughs> yeah. So he had, on that stuff, he had Rudy Nebris and Alfredo Alcala inking them, and they put all the detail in. Uh, yeah, they would. Um, <laughs> and so that's no surprise then. Uh, he says, the lighting in the shadows and the lips have made sense, and the effects in the background and textures. I didn't get that with a lot of the stuff that was inked at DC, so I felt a little let down. So they say, is that why you left the title and he says actually i left it because i'd fallen behind on schedule and i got kind of burned out i've been up 18 to 24 hours a day oh. uh, sometimes days on end trying to get the books done um they said the legion has that effect on a lot of different artists <laughs> and he says yeah wow. there's lots of characters to draw and on the secrets of the legion i did how the legion got their powers their first costumes their second costumes sort of the evolution it was a lot of detail and a lot of backstory there there were just a lot of characters to do and it became too much for me so characters that he really liked to draw were dawn star and timberwolf he said i thought the timberwolf was like much like wolverine yes yes he was um <laughs> and he really and he yes. liked uh, he he liked the uh, lightning lads costume because it was kind of cool. Um so he Monster. left so he left comics entirely at the end of 1980. Uh so oh. they said so when you left the legion you basically left the the industry and he says, "Yep. Yeah, I basically oh. left the industry. I got into animation. First I went back into advertising. I did the Bruce Lee posters for the Kato movies that came out." And that was very oh, exciting for me. I worked for Larry Burl at the Monster, uh, the Monster Times and did a lot of their work. And I did the movie posters on a lot of the B-movies. I got to do a lot of Kung Fu movie posters, 14 Bronze Men, Eight Fingers of Death. And then I got to do Bruce Lee's Son of the Dragon and Fury of the Dragon. Um, so they asked what animated series he did. He was the main model artist on the Fantastic Four uh, a cartoon for his, their second season. And wow. he says, I drove people crazy by trying to make the characters consistent with the way that Jack would do it. And, oh. then, and then later he did Spider-Man, X-Men, Batman the Animated Series, Gargoyles, Hulk, The Avengers, uh, Mummies, Ghostbusters, uh, Cyber-X, Sherlock Holmes 2000, The Roswell Conspiracies, Ace Ventura, Biker Mice from Mars, G.I. Joe. He says, I think I did five tours of duty on that show. Um, wow, so he left comics to have... Uh, big career in animation basically Huge, right in yeah, movies absolutely yeah. and so uh, uh good for him so the good guy says him. i noticed a lot of uh of uh, and, and it's glenn glenn cadigan is the guy who did the the interview uh, and he wrote this uh fine fine book the legion companion which if uh tomorrow still has uh copies you should check out yes oh. you should get this you and, should get and, this and sorry a quick digression um for change um they they have a they have a book coming out in july on the dc implosion which looks really Ooh. cool um anyway so uh they said yeah so you did a lot of um uh superhero names on those jobs did they uh, did did you seek out those jobs or did they seek you out due to your comic book background and he said, a lot of people knew me for that, and I have a certain style of inking that's a comic book style, like using the Pentel to finish things off, and a lot of the guys liked my line on those things because it had sort of a Jack Kirby-ish feel. So he moved out to California in around 85, and they said, uh, did you ever feel an urge to get back into comics? And he said, uh, yeah, I'd love to. He says, in fact, I just finished a book called Prime Squad, which is going to be a Final Fantasy-type 3D show. We're doing that for uh, Malt Studios in India, which is headed up over here by Bill Dubay. Bill Dubay is the guy who replaced Robert Lauren Fleming on um, Thriller. 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 
Isn't that crazy? <laughs> we were just talking about that. That's um, hilarious. Anyway, so um, overall, when you look at the time you spent with the Legion, how would you describe that experience? So I thought it was incredible. I really thought it was it was incredible working along with guys like Neil Adams, Murphy Anderson, Kurt Swan, Vinny Coletta. Uh, he says, I loved Vince as a person. Subtext. Oh, subtext. That, that sounds like some shade right yeah, there. Subtext, that is some serious shade. Not as an anchor. <laughs> um, and Saul Harrison. And uh, he says, of course, there was uh, Carmen Infantino and Don Heck. And, of course, Steve Ditko. All these guys that I looked up to for years. Just being in the same place with them was a real kick. So there we go. Jimmy James. I, I, re I really enjoyed his art. It was... It was it, it, you know, it was refreshing because there was a, 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 dynam a, a dynamism to it, which now I kind of get was that, that Kirby influence. And um, hey, he drew a better uh, Grimboar than anyone had done before. I said it. I said it. <laughs> you did say it. Look at you. Didn't know you were such a Grimboar fan. And then... Uh... Meanwhile, over in the pages of World's Finest number 268, um, DC uh, had him as ep issue or episode number 70 <laughs> in their DC profiles. Oh, you really? Know, when they were, yeah, when they would do a. Uh, I a remember those. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to go into all of it since a lot of it repeats what you just said. Um, uh, it said uh, he was an early fan of Marvel and DC admires the work of comic strip artist Leonard Starr, who does Annie, and Johnny Hart, who did BC. Studied at High School of Art and Design in Manhattan. Uh, came to work at DC as a production artist. Uh, and the production department readies the artwork to be shipped to the printer mm. and is responsible for correcting art and lettering errors, affixing the logos, and making sure the original art is in good shape for reproduction. He did this during his initial stint at DC, but then left to perfect his skills as an artist. Seven, uh, seven years later, he has worked at advertising agencies, uh, received a job for Marvel and a couple things from Warren. And one day he decided to show his samples at his old stomping grounds of DC and walked out of managing director Joe Orlando's office with one of DC's most demanding assignments, the Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> Since its creation, the Legion has been one of DC's toughest books to draw due to the awesome number of characters in the group and the futuristic setting. Many talented artists have given up the book in dismay, but not Jimmy. I really... <gasps> well, don't forget, this was 1980 when he wrote this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed drawing all those characters, he says, grinning. Besides being the regular pencil uh, penciler on the Legion's monthly book, he is also scheduled to draw the upcoming three-part miniseries, Secrets of the Legion. Ah. He is more than a talented penciler, though. He is a top-notch inker and lists Pat Broderick, Dick Ayers, and Trevor Von Eden as artists he's worked over. Oh, neat. Recently, Jimmy drew a series of mini-comics given away in cereal boxes and has begun drawing covers for DC. Uh, most of his dreams have come true, and if his luck holds out, another of his desires will be realized when Roy Thomas comes to D.C. A longtime fan of Roy's, Jimmy would love to work with him. And he did. <laughs> and so that was uh, written by Mike W. Barr for D.C. Profile number 70. Uh, again, World's Finest, number 268, April 1981. Nice. 
that is cool. Um, but yeah, he did. Uh, you know, you know. I mean, uh, I'm just looking at co- uh, cover some of the covers that he did. Um, Dragonlance, remember the TSR? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. TRS? No. See now I'm TSR. mixing up because of the damn Dun- yeah. TSR Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. 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 Uh, Future Course. Um, he did some covers for Ghosts. Uh, Green Lantern. The uh, Doctor Polaris conquers the universe. Um. Obviously, the Legion issues, specifically the uh, the Darkman issues and the Secret Origin of Block. That's why he's credited in there, because they had to show the cover. There we mm. go. There we go. Uh, for the Block issue that... Um, there we have it. Uh, of course, the uh, first issue of uh, Secrets of the Legion. I think the, sec- I think the other issues were, uh, were Giordano. And a bunch of, uh, of, uh, of three or four uh, unexpected covers. Well, I'm sure he expected them. Oh. Uh, yeah. oh. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Be here yes, all week, yeah. kids. Say Tip that. the waitresses. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, so um, he did, I think, when we talk about some of the stuff that he did with other people, he inked Kurt Schaffenberger in, uh, on a couple of the... Um, Mr. and Mrs. Superman stories that that used to appear in Superman Family. Superman, yep. Oh. And uh, let me see, was I in one of these issues? Was you? Back when I was a, a recurring character in Supergirl. Oh, I don't, I don't believe so. <laughs> <laughs> no, not in this issue, apparently. You laugh, but there is a uh, gentleman who used to work at the uh, place where I work now, and his name is Phil Coulson. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, uh, so now the joke is, so did he go to Tahiti or not? What yeah. happened? <laughs> or, or it's just, hey, Phil, how you doing? Do you want to talk about the Avengers Initiative? <laughs> 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 He's got to be like, yeah, I haven't heard that in the last decade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So now we are going to get to uh, uh, Jimmy Jane's first issue of the Legion. Who's going to take this one on? Who wants to take it Who on? Who is brave enough? I'll do it. All right. Yay, hey, it's a Travis. Well, Travis wasn't with us last week, so it makes that's, sense. That's right. That's right. So uh, take us through it, sir. And by the way, while we were. While y'all were discussing, and I was kind of quiet, I looked up Jimmy James. He is on Facebook. Uh, he's got very little, ex- very few examples of his old art on there, but there is a big uh, Legion double-page spread he has a uh, picture of on there. Nice. Well, that's cool. Worth looking to if you have the time. Very nice. Um, okay, we're going to do Legion number 263. We have a cover with, I'm going to call him Dagon the Avenger. That's probably uh, best. You know, it's, it's for the best. T- yeah. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, uh, yeah. In this case, definitely that. <laughs> <laughs> we have Dagon. He is uh, taking on Tyrock, Chameleon Boy, Shadowless, and Wildfire. And behind him are some characters who look a little mysterious, and we don't know who are the five people the Legion must rescue, Ooh, and how does this villain gain the power to challenge the Legion? The answers are inside. On the Day of Judgment. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. (laughs) 
Alrighty, uh, opening splash page here by Jerry Conway Ryder, Jimmy James and Dave Hunt, the artists, Ben Oda, the letterer, Gene D'Angelo, the colorist, and Jack C. Harris, the editor. The title of the story is, of course, Day of Judgment. Um, beware, reader. Do not let yourself be lulled into a false complacency by the peaceful scene before you. As you might easily guess, this is just the calm before the storm. It looks like we're outside Legion headquarters, and we have the five mysterious characters. Um, there are three women and two men, and one of the women is Blue. Blue. Uh, <laughs> nice blue to see that headquarters is all uh, all fixed now, isn't yeah. that? Yeah, it looks nice. Oh, I'd, uh, I'd like to, I'd like yeah. to point out the roll call up at the top. Uh, there's somebody missing from the roll call who's even on the cover. <laughs> I rock. Well, there are people on the cover missing from the roll call there. Wildfire's not there. Yeah. Shady isn't there. Yeah. Yeah, the roll call says Timberwolf, Brainiac 5, Princess Projecta, Phantom Girl, Starboy, and Monel. Not exactly who is Not featured. the people on the cover. And it no. would appear to me that, I don't know. We, we have here is a failure to communicate. <laughs> uh, what, what was I just talking about? Production artwork and making sure everything goes out properly? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> details. Okay, the uh, blue woman says it seems even larger than I'd imagined it to be. She's talking about the headquarters. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not Sunboy. Uh, one of the men says the regularly scheduled tours are about over. Now I think it's our turn. And the other woman's just the uh, who appears to be um, uh, Derlin. Couldn't think of the alien race for a second. <laughs> the headquarters of the Legion of Superheroes. And it says, Metropolis, 2979 A.D. On a morning like any other morning, five seemingly ordinary citizens stand gazing with pride and awe at the city's most famous building, only newly reconstructed. Who are these people, you wonder? Just turn the page and you'll find out, gentle reader. Uh, you know what? I think that um, clearly um, Jerry Conway had been working on a Twilight Zone spec script. Around yeah. this time. <laughs> Metropolis, 2979 A.D. Picture it. <laughs> Picture, if you will. Submitted for your approval. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And, and who okay, is bringing we... this to us? Ah, uh, well, I already went over, but it was. Oh, sorry, I'm Conway. Upset. Yeah. Uh, right. Sorry, I started off with that. Conway and Keynes and Hunt, so forth. Okay, oh let's go. <laughs> yeah. Page two. Uh, they're walking up to headquarters, and uh, I can see why the youngsters invited us here. They've done a brilliant job of rebuilding after the damage Omega did. Omega? I'm afraid we on Durla are sometimes out of touch with the rest of the United Planets, at least with regard to details. Who or what exactly was or is an Omega? And uh, one of the men says, according to what our daughter told us by Hyperbeam when we talked a few weeks ago, Omega was an elemental primordial force. The very thought of fighting such a creature, horrible. And they show a flashback with Monel and Superboy going at it with Omega. And he says, he was created with one purpose, to destroy life on Earth. And Omega almost did just that. He proved more powerful than Superboy and Monel, and succeeded in completely demolishing the Legion headquarters before he was finally defeated. 
Uh, one of the women says, how terrible, but of course the Legion proved stronger in the end. Yes, but how did they defeat Omega Craft? We have finally got a name for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, I, I don't quite know. Joe didn't say. He isn't a very talkative boy sometimes, you know. Mm. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, you saw that coming, right? <laughs> Oh, man. Sometimes the jokes don't just write themselves. They yeah. really <laughs> And uh, the human woman says, only because you never let him get a word in edgewise, darling. Uh, next page, where we go in, and there are statues of various Legion members, Chameleon Boy, Wildfire, Lightning Lad, and Shadow Lass. Uh, first time I recall seeing statues of the living Legionnaires, although we've probably seen it before. Are we supposed to take a drink when uh, we see statues? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Take a Done. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say they are silent now as they enter the vast echoing hall of heroes with the statues donated by the home worlds and home cities of these, the most famous youths in the galaxy. Heroes all who have proven themselves countless times in battle, in some cases to the point of ultimate sacrifice. And then we see three legionnaires who have given their life and duty: Pharaoh Lad, Invisible Kid, and Chemical King. Yeah, their statues are golden, whereas the living legionnaires are and have their correct colors. Interesting. So, do you think they just take that one and spray it gold when they die? They dip it. Yeah, <laughs> they dip <get> it. <laughs> no, you just get Element Lad in there. Yeah, it, it's oh. probably Element Lad doing it. Why? Yeah. yeah. Exa- why would you do it any other way? Exactly. Exactly. We, we can do this, you know, at home. So yeah. <laughs> it's a DIY project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, if Element Lad ever dies, it's going to be a practice that ends pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Then uh, we see the uh, Durlin woman and the human woman talking, and uh, the Durlin says, It's all so strange, really. This is the first time I've been off Durla. I think I expected everything to be different. But in spite of the obvious differences, the people of Earth seem as Durlin as I am. (sighs) Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, The human woman says, I know what you mean, Jai. This isn't my first time off Talak 8, but I share your nervousness. Wait a second. is she's supposed to be, to be blue. They've yeah. miscolored her. But they've yeah. they've also miscolored the costume that she's wearing because Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They, they, what they, did we say they, about production artwork? <laughs> they, no, this is this is an actual gone hinky. <laughs> this is a, an artwork issue because if you turn back, um, the blue woman has little shoulder pads, whereas the human woman in yellow does not. Yeah. And so on this one, this is clearly the human woman, not the Talakian, but the uh, she was written as the wrong character. Yeah. Or draw, yeah. drawn as the wrong character, I should say. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. And in the panel before that, she's with uh, with the uh, one of the human men, but then she's over with a Derlin woman. So, yeah, I think that was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, it's messy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Fair enough. Uh, uh, one of the men says, I don't mean to seem impatient, but isn't someone supposed to meet us here? Just mm. so, Kravna, father of Jonah, known as Ultra Boy, you are being met, but not by your precious legionnaires. Oh, what? you know what? Uh, Actually, we've got it all figured out. What's that? This this woman is, um, is 
the woman that the Derlin is talking to is Ultra Boy's mom. So clearly yeah. she doesn't realize what planet she's from. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, oh I'm wow. Talakay. I thought you were from Rimbor. Duh, I don't know. Yeah. All right. I got it all figured out now. Wow. Good job. Send Ball your complaints no to Rimbor Tourist. <laughs> And in the uh, next page, we have a big, nice panel introducing Dagon the Avenger. It looks like he's straight out of Asgard. Oh, he really does, doesn't he? (laughs) Kirby crackle around his horns and everything. Hello, Kirby. How are you? Love it. Uh, uh, Joe's father, uh, can't remember his name already. Crab. 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 He says, oh, come now, let's be serious. I have as much taste for a joke as the next Rimborian, but (laughs) Dagon the Avenger? And his wife says, Crab, darling, I don't think he's joking. Crab! And he is blasted by, uh, looks like little missiles from Dagon. And uh, the other man says, he got them both. And um, Dagon says, anesthetic darts. Carrying sufficient dosage to stun a plutonium helium bull. <laughs> oh my. I, I don't want to see that. I, I guess you run into those all the time. I, I guess know. so. <laughs> like you do. That's your frame of reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, they'll be unconscious till we reach our destination. And oh, the uh, Derlin woman says, we have reached our destination. And she slowly starts to change into some type of tiger looking thing. And she says, now I shall send you to yours. And Dagon says, you are as arrogant and treacherous as your son, woman. But as you see, I came well prepared for all of you. And he blessed her with something. And she kind of looks like uh, the tiger thing she's turned into. There, um, Much later, there's a character who tries out for the Legion and doesn't yes. make it and joins the Legion Academy. And the five years later... Sometimes referred to as Tiger Girl. Mm-hmm. And that looks like the tiger she turns into. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just noticed that. That's neat. Okay, uh, next page. Dagon says, eh? There seems to be one of you missing. Arn Digby of Imsk, father of the vixen known as Shrinking Violet. And or see... Shrinking Violent, as the lettering oh, in, yeah. in this version says, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> and uh, we see that he has turned small and running away, and he's pulled out a laser gun. And he says, lucky for us that our children thought to provide us with protective weapons in case of just such an attack as this, designed specially for the Legion by one of the research labs owned by R.J. Brand. This weapon emits three separate spectrae of radiation. Ooh. An enemy might be shielded against one radiation spectrum, but never against all three, eh? Bouncing back! And shots are going everywhere, ricocheting. And then Dagon shoots beams out of his eyes at the tiny M skin, and he says, As I say, Arn Digby, I have come well prepared for this moment. Very well prepared. And he says, Ah, by the rings of the second moon, such pain. Can't stay small. Got to grow. (laughs) And (laughs) as soon as he grows, Dagon blasts him. And he says, really, it's too simple. Light beams of energy concentrated to attack your miniaturized molecules. And then, when you regain human size, a flight of anesthetic darts to render you helpless. 
Now for my last unwilling guest, where could she be? Ah, how sweet. And uh, the Talukian woman, who is colored correctly and the costume's correct. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> says, Legion Emergency Code A Prime. Why doesn't someone answer? And we see she has a little radio device in the palm of her glove. And Dagon says, they don't answer because I've been blocking your communicator signal since you first entered the building, Tarnia Tolarn. That's an interesting name. And she says, please, someone, anyone, and thwack. It looks like he's shot it or blasted it or something. And he says, as far as your sons and daughters are concerned, you parents are still safely at home. Soon they shall learn differently. And uh, she says, the force field chips we were all given, why haven't they worked? They're supposed to surround us with a defensive shield. And there's a little device coming out of her high heel. And she says, nothing, nothing. The shield is dead, useless. And Dagon says, enjoyable as this has been, I've had enough of this game. Come along, woman. And he destroys the device she's taken out of her high heel. And then she kicks his hand. She says, take your filthy hands off me. You damn, damn dirty, dirty ape. ape. <laughs> 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 she, she is giving him the Batgirl Yvonne Craig special right there. She is. Oh, totally. a high kick. And uh, Dagon blasted her, but she dodges. She is a warrior from Talok, as you can see. And uh, he says, you surprised me, but I should have realized your daughter must have learned her fighting skills from someone. And why must it have been her father? Yes, you surprised me, and I dislike surprises. And uh, she says, I've got to take cover behind the statue. Must gain time and put some distance between me and those darts. Sorry here that you don't like surprises, Dagon, if that's really your name, because you're due for still another surprise sometime soon. And uh, she's putting her belt, uh, looks like, into looks like one a of flash the... flash drive. <laughs> yeah, I, and it's into the the uh, column the stat, one of the statues is sitting on. I don't quite know what she's doing because I can't remember this issue. And uh, she says, I can't hear him breathing. He must have swung around the side of the statue, giving me a chance to run. But, oh no, he's right behind her and he blasts her from behind. And then he starts walking up, clank, 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 clank. Must be metal boots. And he laughs triumphantly. <laughs> and energy is going all around him. And then we flash to another scene and it's the legion coming in we have saturn girl shadow Lass, wildfire lightning lad tyrock and light Lass. and it says not long after as the sun melts the horizon into a pool of liquid gold six figures speed across metropolis catching the last crimson glow of sunset on costumes familiar as the night as the night's constellations light Lass says talk about an old-fashioned wild goose chase and Wildfire says, if I ever find out who broadcast that phony message begging our held at the St. Croix Medical Center, wham, there won't be enough left of the guy to plaster on the back of a postage cube. And he knocks out a palm tree. <laughs> Wildfire hates nature. <laughs> and uh, Tyrox says, Wildfire, you're not the only one who's had an important day disrupted. My people need me on our island of Marzal. Instead, I'm here with you. <laughs> and he says, I'm wasting hours of valuable time trying to track down a practical joker. And Wildfire says, my heart would bleed for you, Tyrock, if I had a heart, which I don't. <laughs> and uh, light, uh, Lightning Lad says, say, something's wrong here. When we left, I activated the automatic alarm and locking system we salvaged from our old HQ. 
rewired to operate with a signal from a comlink in our flight rings. And Saturn Girl says, and now, Garth? The entire system's dead, Imra. I just don't understand it. Could you scan telepathically to check for possible intruders? And she puts her hand to her head, which is the universal symbol for telepathic abilities. That's true. And she says, I'm already doing it, darling. And I've come up with a total blank. The building's clear. And Shadowlass says, Lightning Lad, could the system have simply failed on its own? And he says, it's a possibility, Shadowlass. Not a very encouraging one. And Wildfire is blasting his energy up into the air for some reason. Okay, let's get some light on the subject, okay, guys? Any spooks hiding in the shadows? And we go to Tyrock, who's looking at the statue of Shadowlass, which is where, if you remember... um, the belt was being stuck for some reason. And Tyrock says, Maybe now, but some maybe not now, but someone was here and taking pot shots at Shady's statue. It's got marks in the front from where it got blasted. And Shady investigates the statue and finds the belt. She says, Why would anyone what's this? Mother? <laughs> and several haunted minutes later in the headquarters main control room is six worried legionnaires crowd around the interstellar communications globe. The Globe says, United Planet Garrisons on Talok 8 have confirmed departure of Tarna Tolarn for Earth. Report confirmed by checking with passenger manifest list for commercial Starliner Orion out of Regulan Port. And Shadowless says, but what was she doing here, and where is she now? Tyrock tries to comfort her, saying, Tasmia, you're distraught. No one can blame you, but please, have you any idea why your mother could come to Earth without telling you? And she said, she wouldn't. That's why I'm so worried. I know something's wrong. Um, Lightlass says, something is wrong. Seriously wrong. On a hunch, I've had our multiple monitor system run a computer check on other Legion parents. Tasmia's mother isn't the only parent supposedly now on Earth. And Tyrock says, what? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Wildfire says, you sure about this? And Lightless says, yes, the custom computer for the the customs computer for the entire solar system reports the arrival of Jai Daggle, Arn Digby, and Craven Murta Na. The parents of Chameleon Boy, Shrinking Violet, Shinking Violet. Shinking and, Violet. Oops. I cannot get you her know, name correct. When, when, uh, when, when Ben Oda passed away, uh, Dick Giordano did note, it, note in the obituary posted in the comics that you know, Ben often received assignments that were last minute or True. or delayed. I can see that. And uh, yeah. and, and they said, you know, there uh, he always always got the work in on time, but on occasion there were there there were um, there were there were typos, and uh, and so we've we've already received two examples of that in this book with the same character's name. <laughs> Can we call them letteros since they're not typed? <gasps> yes. <laughs> Although it sounds like a cereal, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. My kids are Now with it. marshmallows. Yeah. Mm. Saturday uh, cartoons. Yay. Yes. Um, and then we've got uh, Saturn Girl says, and if they've been lured to Earth, perhaps here to our headquarters, Wildfire follows up with, what about Legion parents who live on Earth? My parents. Lightless says, Drake, the computer says your parents are missing. And so are Colossal Boy's parents, Ida and Wynn Allon. Oh, sorry, wait. Ida. Ida. 
in just a few in just a few issues, uh, we're going to see her as Marte, which she Marta. remains. Yeah. 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 Ida. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. So that comes that comes from I don't know what her name is. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Maybe Ida short for Marta. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm struggling here. Ah. <laughs> uh. And she says, and Sun Boy's father, Derek Morgna. And Tyrock says, then there's no doubt what's been happening. Someone is kidnapping the parents of the Legionnaires. Ayla, we have to track the kidnapper down. That means, she says, I know, Garth. I've already signaled for her to join us. She should be here within the hour. Who could they possibly mean? Who is a tracker for the Legionnaires? <laughs> oh, wow, you Wait, think? Did you say tracker? Shikari? Shikari. <laughs> She's going to show up. Yay. Oh, that, that, that would be Wait, a surprise. That's uh, all the same. What about Bounty? She's I went the there. I went there. <laughs> uh, we cut to space in a certain feathered legionnaire. It says, 200 mi million miles from Earth in the heart of the asteroid belt. A slim figure cuts a weaving, darting, daring path through a maze of interplanetary debris that ranges in size from pebbles to the size of a house to boulders that would dwarf an earthly mountain. Yet as amazing as her lack of a spacesuit is the lack of hesitation in her flight, each twist and turn is sure. Each flutter of unearthly wings sends her forward at a speed unequaled by any humanoid now living, with the possible exception of a youth known as Monel. But Travis, the odds of successfully navigating an asteroid <laughs> field are 3,782 to 1. <laughs> Tell Dawnstar the odds. <laughs> She is a mutant from the planet Starhaven, a world settled centuries ago by Amerins, now home of the galaxy's finest genetically bred navigators. And uh, we have now they're known as yeah. Now they're known as first nats. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Well, hey, someone's got to update it. True. True. And uh, we see two people who are. They may not be people. I don't know what they are, but they're in spacesuits and oh, they we'll appear to be stranded. Well, yeah, with a crashed ship. And they say, Thank the stars, someone found us. That isn't just someone, you jerk. Don't you recognize her? That's the legionnaire called Dawnstar. She's the greatest tracker in the galaxy. And the one in the green suit says, I don't care. She's a Durlin lady. I could kiss you. <laughs> and I note that the one in the red spacesuit does have a hole in the back for her long hair to come out. No, oh, there you go. I guess that keeps. I don't know how airtight yeah. that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's something flawed there. Yeah, the the vacuum proof ponytail. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. The uh, Dawnstar says, "Not necessary, I assure you. I am amply rewarded by the finder's fee I will collect from the spaceman's union. Now, if you attach your lifelines to my uniform, I'll return you to your base on Ganymede." And uh, the one in green says, Coldfish, isn't she? She saved our lives, didn't she? What more do you want? Mister, I'd settle for a little humanity. Um, you'll note uh, he has a very Ollie Queen look to him. Um, <laughs> and she did. Now, the woman he's with did call him a jerk. So that fits. Um, and yeah. just the way his dialogue has been written, he seems very Ollie. Yeah. And so, so perhaps Giffen's uh, time was not. The first we would have of of uh, of Ollie as a character. I think this guy later took on a job as a tour guide operator. As a tour guide, yeah. Yes. 
Dawnstar's pulling them. The line is attached somehow to her uniform. I don't really see how that's working. Yeah. <laughs> Where does that yeah. go? <laughs> uh, she says, I can no longer afford to merely dawdle along. And her flight ring is saying, Attention, Dawnstar, Legion Priority Emergency AAA. Report to Legion HQ, Earthside, she's, immediately. She's already towing these two. How much more AAA work can she do? Exactly. <laughs> And uh, she says, my friends, it appears I have urgent business elsewhere. If you will brace yourselves, we'll be landing in seconds. And, and I just want to I just yep. want to point out that the actual asteroid belt um, is nowhere near as populated as uh, it looks here or even in the Empire Strikes Back. And <laughs> in the in the asteroid belt, you do not see multicolored planets yeah. or nebulas. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. But a thousand years from now, it may be different. Um, yeah, okay, <laughs> if you say so. There, there you have it. <laughs> if you say so. You know, there's there's a, a one-page house ad in the um, the version that I have here yeah. that it's kind of interesting because it, it's full page about um, Dagon the Avenger. And Lightlass is in it twice. Hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, she's at the top of the page flying in, and then I think that's the first time I've ever seen her in an ad twice. Usually, it's Superboy three times. But, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Just interesting. That's hilarious. And Tyrock's in it too. Shocking. Dang, he actually twice. Went, He's in it twice. He he went ad. What? <laughs> oh well, on so the cover. Sure. Yeah, he's on the cover, and yeah. he's flying in. So yeah. Goodness, madness. Uh huh. All right. Then we cut to R.J. Brand's uh, Enterprises factory located in the Pacific Northwest, where two figures are materializing from nowhere. And one of them says, oh, you. And uh, the other one says, I don't think I'll ever get used to this, Tyrock. Teleportation. Simply by shouting, your sonic power still leaves me speechless. And he says, fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, it doesn't have the same effect on me, Lightlass. Oh, <laughs> and and I, I, will, I will note that that is his traditional teleportation screen. Oh, yes, the that's right. Because at some point they did uh, have a list of all of his different things. Yeah, yeah. which I made up. <laughs> Back when his powers could do anything. Oh, um, wait, wait. <laughs> Are you saying that the list that we're talking about is one that you did? Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. So, the one, the one that's in Wikipedia. Yes. I wrote. Oh, really? Nineteen ninety-six. Oh, okay. So you went through and just sort of dug up. Here's what he did when he did this. Correct. Love it. Okay, so he and got the, that one And they one were right. actually consistent about that in his five appearances. So hey, that works. <laughs> <laughs> that's neat. I love uh, how his short shorts are as high cut as Light Lass's short shorts. Oh, they are. Equality, uh, baby. A little yeah, more. Tyrock cannot a little afford more. to miss leg day at all. Yeah, no. So. <laughs> uh, they are greeted by a redheaded man in blue glasses. A little red. Yes. <laughs> who says, yes, can I help? Why, you're Legionnaires, aren't you? And uh, they say, that's right. We've come to question you about certain security devices your factory provided for our headquarters and for the protection of certain civilians. And he says, Legionnaires, harumph. I must say, you have your nerve. And Ayla says, what do you mean? He says, well, it's your fault that we had to leave all our employees, isn't it? 
Tyrock says, what are you talking about? And the man says, it's common knowledge Mr. Brand went bankrupt because of his association with you and your legion. Thanks to you, dozens of brilliant scientists are on the dole, while you do quite nicely. Wow. Tyrock says, no, you have it all wrong. Rene Brand's fortune was misappropriated by the president of Earth. Which was revealed in Legion of Superheroes number 258. That's right. And the uh, guy says, you people will say anything to escape responsibility. You Everyone people? knows what you did. Clang-a-lang-a-lang. Uh, yeah. Man, I tell you. That's... I, I think he means Legionnaires, but we're going we're gonna to pull the racism flag oh, on it anyway. Why not? Why yeah, not? Might, yeah. might as well. <laughs> he says, Everyone knows what you did. You're as guilty as, oh, oh my. And Lightlass has lifted him into the air. She says, I was planning to ask you if the devices you sent us might have been defective, but now, knowing your attitude about the Legion, I wonder if you'd be kind enough to show us your personnel files. And he says, anything, anything, only please, please do let me down. And we cut away to, uh, I guess, Legion headquarters. And it says, meanwhile, 4,000 miles away in Metropolis, Dawnstar has arrived and Wildfire has been waiting for her. He says, took you long enough. Wow. Man, you wonder why they have relationship problems. Yeah. (laughs) She says, forgive me, but I had to make a detour 10 million miles out of my way. I wasn't waiting here to listen to your excuses, Dawn Star. Damn. Some people are missing. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) She said, once. You berated me for pretending not to notice your efforts of friendliness, Drake Burrows. Must you now ignore mine? And he says, we'll play games some other time, Legionnaire. Right now, we're needed inside. Damn. And they come re- running into the conference room where it's, uh, Tyrock, Lightless, and Wildfire. I see you brought Dawnstar. And here come uh, Tyrock and Lightless teleporting back in. A- you. Uh, With that, yeah. That's incorrect. Because yeah. we just had OU. Now we've got EU. <laughs> well. Yet again with the lettering in the last minute stuff. Maybe the maybe the E and the O uh, are, are what de- de- determines the direction he's taking. <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, or maybe that's his special one to get back home. Well, we're about uh, to see that. Yeah, uh, Garth says maybe now we can find some answers, and Lightless says I may have those answers, Garth. Tyrock and I learned, and Tyrock says, "Excuse me, I I must leave." <laughs> And Shadowless says, did I hear you right? You're going while our parents may be in the hands of a madman? Wildfire says, you better have a good, a real good reason. Tyrock says, I, I told you the people of my island need me, Wildfire. This is a crucial time for the people of Marzal. More critical than you can imagine. A time that involves the root causes of our special society. The glowing disc on my belt tells me I, can't, I can remain here no longer. Forgive me, but I must leave. And Wildfire comes running at him, you filthy! And uh, this time he teleports by saying, hey I, I wonder what, what kind of filthy thing I don't know Wildfire gonna was going to call him. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll hope something nice. It's rude. It's <laughs> you just filthy. rude. Just you filthy Tyrock, maybe that's it. Uh, Shadowless says, he seemed in great anguish, Drake. Surely he must have sufficient cause to. And Wildfire says, not in my book. I'll see him finish as a legionnaire. In a Wildfire few issues, is, yes. Yeah. Wildfire's <laughs> being all pissy here. Uh, Lightless says, please, we'll resolve Tyrak's situation later. This can't wait. 
Garth says, what do you have, Ayla? She says, these three brand enterprises employees worked on the designs for the security system we use on our HQ and for our parents' protection. What's more important, three, uh, three months ago, they were all laid off. And she's got pictures of three different employees. And she says, and they each blame the Legion for brand's financial problems, which made the layoffs necessary. You see what I'm getting at? Wildfire smashes his fist onto the table and says, one or more of these creeps knows enough and hates enough to be the kidnapper. But which one? And Gar says, does it matter? With Dawnstar here, we can easily track. And then they are interrupted by the floating head of Dagon the Avenger. He's surrounded by Kirby Dots. He says, attention, Legionnaires. By now, you have discovered your parents' kidnapping. You must realize that the security of your headquarters is totally compromised. I know your secrets. I know your weapons and powers. And I am prepared to repulse any attempts you may make to free your loved ones. Hear this. I want one billion solar credits to be delivered to a destination of my choosing in 24 hours. Do not, well, it says do no underestimate me, Legionnaires. For if you do, as surely as there is sunrise, your parents will die. And it says to be continued. Next what? issue. The conclusion of Day of Judgment, plus a surprising revelation about a Legion member in the Brigadoon Syndrome. On sale, March 27th. Brigadoon. So, an interesting uh, note here is that someone actually did ask... Um, <clears throat> Um, you know, where is Tyrock these days? And of course, here he is. Um, we're, we're just about to get rid of him. Um, he was there and then he's gone. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so there we have it. Did, uh, did Jerry Conway forget that Wildfire is not the Legion leader? Uh, there's a lot that Jerry Conway forgot around this time. Because <laughs> uh, if I remember correctly, um, Lightning Lad was elected in in Superboy and Legion 247. Is that not correct? That is yeah, you correct. Are correct. Yes. Yeah. And so why is Wildfire saying that Tyrock is going to be finished as a Legionnaire and pounds his fist because he's on a hothead? Yeah, I mean, yeah, as if he is in charge. Well, but he. I mean, I don't know that that's necessarily a. Oh, he's the leader. That just sounds like the kind of thing that that. Um, the wildfire would say. say yeah <laughs> because i think in in earlier portions it's um yeah you know i it, it, well, it's, wait, did, weren't, weren't his weren't his parents kidnapped too so maybe he's just upset about no. that no they, they weren't they, they made, a, they made a point of saying that they that they weren't oh, okay um yeah. Yeah, but there was, and they didn't get a whole. They didn't go after the sensei, which would be Karate Kid's stepdad, I guess, or foster father. So yeah, it was. You would be on Earth too. Yeah, sensei probably could have kicked Dagon's butt. Probably. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was probably. like, he was. He was like, yeah, I'm gonna get some. Uh, get me some Legion uh, parents, and oh, not that one. But yeah, <laughs> but I'm. But I'm guessing uh, bouncing with his parents are kidnapped. No, no, he's not a Legionnaire anymore. That's right. That's right. Uh, okay. Reservists don't count, apparently. All right. Apparently, let's uh, let's wrap this one up and um, sounds good. And uh, we will we will uh, bring the next part of this to you. Uh, well, to before next before week. we wrap it up, oh. uh, a couple other things for this week in Legion history. Oh yes. 
So uh, as I mentioned, 60 years ago is uh, Adventure 247. 55 years ago, uh, Adventure 307, first appearance of Element Lad. 50 years ago was Adventure 367, which is the uh, No Escape from the Circle of Death, which is part two of the uh, uh, Let's Bring in Shadow Last to Help Defeat the Dark Circle. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the Fatal Five. Um, uh, the, the, uh, 35 years ago was Adventure Digest number 500, which we just discussed here a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, 20 years ago was Legion V4 number 103, so we're already into the reboot. 15 years ago was Legion number 17, or The Legion. Uh, 10 years ago, we were in part 5 of the Lightning Saga, the uh, Action Comic 682. And Starboy appeared in JSA 13. And we also saw uh, Legion V5 number 39. Uh, 955 years from now, on March 3rd, 2973, the Legion recruits its first members, Triple Kick Girl and Phantom Girl. Mm. Uh, 970 years from now, in 2988, uh, in one timeline, Shadow Lass accompanies Monel to Daxam, seeking treatment for his injuries. She marries him in a Telakian ritual. Meanwhile, the Legion confronts a Gildish Pan named Huindir on Brawl and Block gets a new costume. Uh, in another timeline, on the same day, Shadow Lass marries Valor, who has yet fully recovered from his injuries. Mm. And that is 970 years from now. There you go. Cool beans. Crazy. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. And, uh, and there we go. So comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You join in the conversation on our Facebook page at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. In addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, and we will see you when we continue the story next week. Brigadoon!